Thank you for listening to the program. Not that long ago, a few years maybe, uh, quite a few, I don't know, I heard the term gaslighting. Well, they're gaslighting you. And it, it captured my imagination, as it were. What does that mean? And the history of gaslighting, there was there, such a thing as gaslights, and I'm sure still are. But in history of light and illumination, it was called of mankind. It goes back to, uh, and, and I don't mean to dwell on this, but, but I, it's necessary to explain what gaslighting meant then. It became, I think, a term used in 1849 or 50. It became to mean you talk too much, you talk idly, you talk kind of something. It's like a, a, a craftiness or, or, or something like that. But at first, gas uh, meant just uh, fuel of, of some kind. But gaslighting came about. At first, they had sunlight, starlight, moonlight, firelight, torchlight. Even an oil lamp or a olive oil, or what, it's still a flame, still light, candle light. That's all, as it were, natural light. But then the gas light, natural gas, if you just happen to be over a crack in the ground, natural gas coming up, I guess you could call it natural. But as it were, it wasn't. And what they did was uh, created, made their own gas initially there by taking coal and putting it into a enclosed area like a stove but barely feed it maybe enough air to burn but not totally so then it puts off all these fumes that are highly uh, flammable and, and you strike you blow up and so then they would take those fumes as it were called gas and then and, and, and fuel and put it through pipes I guess using fans or what pressure air pressure, and get it to houses around through little pipes run to their house and they'd run up to the lamp right outside the door hey look I got gas lights I've got gas lights now really well that's not real that's not like fire I know but as long as the gas is on well what do you do when you go out well I didn't think of that I got rid of all my candles sold them for a good price now I got gas lights I got gas lighting and the old timers say, you've been gaslighted. All right. You were lied to saying that's all you need. That's the answer right there. No, the answer was it's not that that's so bad, but you need to have the real light, the candle light. And he is the light of mankind, spiritual. And when he was transfigured, it said he became brighter than the sun. And so to be gaslighted now is what I wanted to look at. But that's kind of the history of it. It was artificial, and the old-timers say, yeah, it's not real light, though, for starters. And if the gas don't happen, their little factory down there, the coal stove goes bad, you ain't, you're not going to have any lights. I can always give me a rock or a little spark, or I'll have a fire. Uh, uh, that's natural light. The sunlight will be up. And they were talking about how man was in darkness back, you know, before they had candles. But you could show the picture of four or five people gathered around one candle. A rich home would have a candelier, a lot of candles. But a poor one, they were all gathered, one reading, one sewing, using the light they had. But it was real light. So in, in the way of being gaslighted, that's what that would mean is you've been 
And to me, I guess the definition is, the best I know is, well, you believe something, you just know it's true, kind of, inherently. But you're lied to and told a lie often, a lot, real often, and told it with confidence by the person. Oh, I know this is true. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. You're lied to, and you're lied to confidently, and you're isolated from the truth. You're kept from anybody telling you what the truth is. And then you begin to think you're crazy to believe what you did at first because everybody believes that it must be me. And you, they persuade you through that way to go against your own. That's gaslighting. So that's what the old timer, yeah, they persuaded you to sell your candles, huh? Yeah, they told me gaslighting's all I need. Well, that, that's the history of gaslighting. And that today the world gaslights people by telling them, by making merchandise of them, what uh, Peter says here uh, about false teachers. They gaslight, they lie, they tell it often, and then they uh, isolate you from the truth if they could. And hopefully Paul won't come back around. What it was all about was whether or not you could be close to God and bear fruit by good works alone and your heart not be right and have unforgiveness and darkness in it. And the way I understand it, the way Paul understood it, the way the Lord said it was, no, that can't be true. There must be no unforgiveness. To be walking in the light, there can be no darkness. If you think you're walking in the light and you do have unforgiveness to somebody, how great is that? Because you don't know, then it becomes really great darkness and it it makes it grieves him actually, but that's what they're talking about here. Two ways to to have light, your light or his light, your love or his love. That that's the idea here. And if you're gaslighted, as it were, you're talked and beguiled out of your reward. That's what Paul's talking about. That very thing here. Uh, Peter's talking about it, I, and I was I'm looking at where he was talking about it. Through covetousness, they will, with fake words, make merchandise of you. And there again, that means, like James said, he used that word there, and it's translated, we'll go and buy and sell and come back and we'll make money. They'll make mer- The word really means a peddler that's on the road, a traveling salesman. They'll make merchandise. They'll come, well, I don't know what happened. He told me this, told me that. He's gone now. Well, he got your money, didn't he? That's why I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was told as a kid, you better learn one thing in life. There's a lot of people out there, they have one objective in mind. What's that, Dad? To separate you from your money. And they'll figure out ways that you don't even see coming and to separate you to get your money. And now I don't want to be ugly, but Peter says there'll come false teachers coming in. They won't be teaching the truth. In fact, they'll speak negatively evil of the truth where you're complete in him no you can do something you can help us go out and get the message out you can give enough money you'll get it back anyway and and he'll do a miracle for you if you give all that stuff and i'm not saying true believers believe that i'm just saying that's what peter's talking about false teachers will come in and do this and you'll hear them and you'll go along with it. That's what Paul said to the Galatians. What happened here? When I left, you were running well. It was all about Christ, all about having his love. That was your prophet, and that's all. No good works. 
If you love him with your whole heart, you will love others, and whatever you do or say will be good. But if you don't love others, you actually don't love him with all your heart, and then whatever you do and say that's good isn't profitable. It doesn't mean it's not good. It's kind of like when he was talking to the crowd there and his family showed up and said he's beside himself. He can't even eat. Go and tell him we can't even get to him. That's how bad it is. The crowd won't let us in. But send a message to him and tell him we're waiting. And he said, who is my family? My family are these listening to me. Maybe they should have been sitting there listening to him. That could be said. But you'd say, well, they're not your family. He would say, yes, they are my family, my human family. Sure, it doesn't. So good works, it doesn't mean they're not good works. It means if you depend on them to be close to the Lord, that's what they did in Galatians about circumcision. And he said in Christ, it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or not. It doesn't matter if you give money or not. That in and of itself is useless in as far as understanding him. And he said, what works is love, faith that works by love. Circumcision, it doesn't do any good. Or not being circumcised doesn't do any good. Only faith in him, the new creature and that works by love. That's its fuel. That's how it works. It's not human love. So the old timer would say, well, if you want to make an, a parable out of that, I'd say you've been gaslighted. You've been taught that your love's okay as long as you love maybe eight or nine out of ten. Nobody can love everybody. You've been taught that. You've been lied to, and you've been told that over and over and over. It's kind of like three men at the wise uh, men, three, three of them at the manger. Did not happen. How many cards? I mean, why even say anything about it? Because most people, what? Well, no, it doesn't say that it, it, at all. Why? There's probably more like 30, not three. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's just even meaning, well, you, you lie. And here, these people, Peter, he's talking about, don't even mean well. They, they're after what you can do for them. And what's the big accusation about the church? Oh, they're in for it for the money, the preacher, a lot of them. That's what it's all about. Paul said, I work making tents so that nobody can say that to me. And he said, be like me, you preachers and teachers. Do that. Earn your own living so they can't say that. And then what money they do give you, which it's a good thing to give money. And, and Paul said, you give me money, I use it to help others. I make my own way, not just for the sake of it, but so nothing can be said against him. Oh, you're doing it for the money. Or, hey, I gave you $500. Uh, could you help me out just a little bit here on something? Uh, you know, don't teach that. It kind of hurts everybody's. And he wouldn't do it. He just wouldn't do it. He stood firm like that. So, And that's what he's talking about. Peter's talking about. And Paul. they're all talking about. The Lord talking about. Don't. Let, and the world lies to its inhabitants, more or less, by saying secular idea is do this, graduate here, have this, have that, money, na-da-da, and then you'll retire, and then you'll enjoy life and be retired. And then what? Well, we, we don't go that far with it. Then you die. Uh, then what? Well, we don't know. and don't. Uh, so... You're, you're, you're kind of sold down the river. 
Solomon says, I, was, I sold myself down the river. I gaslighted myself, actually. I, I went ahead and thought, no, that's what I have doing. All, and I did all that. And I got down to the end and was going to die. I was a fool. Because here's the conclusion, he said. Love the Lord. Keep his commandment, which is love him with all your heart. Then you look back at what he said in Ecclesiastes. He said, then enjoy your life. But if your heart's right, you're gaining profit by loving right. And you can enjoy life. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy life. He did. But look at him. He was divinely love and perfect. So we're gaslighted if we're told, and I believe that as I can't do it. I can't do it. I, all I've got is my human love, and I've prayed and asked him. And James, I didn't like that because he said, no, you don't want it, Pat. You're double-minded is the problem. It's not that he can't and won't do it. It's you. And I didn't like that. He's saying you're calling him a liar because he said if you don't doubt, and he said it plainly, talking about the love, abiding in my love, when you're not doing it, if you want it with your whole heart, he said, pray to the Father at that time when I live in you, and I'll do it. It'll happen. And so the problem is not him giving us more. He, we already, he lives in us. The problem is the old man. That's what the Lord said. That's what I meant. Die to yourself. Hate yourself in your life, the old way that's sinful. Hate that, not just to sin, but be in that way. Like I remember before I knew who he was when I was saved when I was 28 years old. I didn't believe in him one minute, and the next minute I did. And that's been almost 44 years, whatever, I don't know, 45. And I still, and never not one minute did I doubt that. Have I served him? No, I was blind for 30 years about this very subject. I'd gaslighted myself. Even though I knew what Scripture says, I thought, well, uh, being a preacher on the radio for 30 plus, well, that's got to amount something, surely. And I didn't quit on my own, you know, and I didn't, I wanted to, but didn't get, and that should count for something. And preachers will say, yeah, it does. It does count. And the money you give counts. And I, well, what if I don't forgive everybody? Well, we should try for that. I was told, but it's almost impossible, right? And yeah, you, maybe you could do it. But the good works, don't tell me they don't count. No, Paul was saying they don't. They do if your heart's right. Yeah, then you can enjoy life and mature in your love and kindness and enjoy the fruits of your labor. But if you enjoy the fruits of your labor just for the sake of it and your heart's not right, then when this life's over, your heart's has not going to have been right. And it's really apart from the material things. So I don't know, the, just the idea of gaslighting is, uh, and it's really sad when you look at the church, and, and I guess I can say that, is by and large, like they're saying, Paul said, when I'm gone, the wolves will come in. Teaching what? This very thing. That, yeah, you belong to him, but you can earn points by doing good works, even if your heart's not right. And we know the teaching, it's got to be the heart right or it don't count. And we don't agree with that. That's these teachers that will come in behind Paul. And he said, they put a spell on you. That's the only way, because you understood that. How can you not understand? You've been gaslighted. You, you've been told a lie. And you believed it. So uh, I found out almost more than I wanted to know about gaslighting. <laughs> I think we're all gaslighted here and there one way or another, and nobody knows it. It's like the difference in apathy and, 
ignorance. I don't know and I don't care or what it was, apathy and see, I can't even remember what it was. Um, you'd think I'd remember, I didn't think I'd ever forget that saying. Um, anyway, you, you, you don't know uh, and you don't care is apathy or ignorance. I guess that's what it was, the difference. You, 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 you don't care. And believers, oh, I know, that's what the preacher said. And I know you think differently, but I don't care. I don't know about that. I just know what I know. And my good works are going to count. They will. Even if my heart's not right. I have talked to people that are missionaries, and most of them believe that. And I, like I say, I found out why the term gaslighting was an attraction to me, and I had to know what it was, and kind of spent today looking at that. What is that? And realized um, it applies to everybody one way or another, it seems like, um, except with him. He doesn't gaslight anybody. He doesn't lie to anybody. And when he said, abide in my love, that's the fruit, he meant that. And he wasn't just saying that. It is true. Thank you for listening to the program.